Now it's time for the rural news with Sally Murphy. And Sally, today's cold snap hasn't caused too many issues, but Otago fruit growers are nervous about tomorrow's frost. Kia ora, Charlie. Yes, parts of the south were left looking like a winter wonderland this morning after a light dumping of snow overnight. Bruce Ede, who farms in Tapanui, just north of Gore, says he woke to a sprinkling of snow about quarter to five this morning, but a couple of extra inches fell while he was milking his herd. He says it's pretty cold, but the snow hasn't caused any issues. But it was well forecast, so we run a wintering barn system here, so we've got 250 cows in the big barn, so they don't even know it's snowing apart from when they went to be milked and back to the shed, and the other cows there, we've got plenty of nice hedges and that on the farm, so we we picked strategically paddocks or strategic paddocks for them yesterday and last night and again today, so they're, I'm actually quite happy with how they're uh, how they've got through it. In central Otago, owner of Forest Lodge Cherry Orchard, Mike Casey, says snow has settled on the mountains around them, but he says the worry is about the frost forecast for tomorrow. He says it could cause huge damage to the fruit. The first clear night after a big snowfall usually results in a frost, and what makes this frost a, a little bit dangerous for us is that there is a southerly blowing up as well, and if the southerly comes up and stays up all day, it just blows away all the warm air that we that we use to you know to essentially lift the frost um, using our our frost fighting machines. So a little bit dangerous, and then it gets combined with the fact that we've now gone through pollination. There's fruit on the trees, very sort of late late development stage, so the fruit is quite vulnerable. So you've probably got three factors there that are could potentially result in in a pretty pretty nasty frost tonight. Mr Casey says they'll use frost-fighting fans and spray water onto the ground as it actually helps heat the orchard when the ice defrosts. To other news, scientists are hopeful new respiratory chambers will help beef and dairy farmers breed low-methane bulls into their herd. Designed by Ag Research, the portable chambers measure the methane output of cattle. They're similar to the ones the Research Institute designed for sheep. Senior scientist Dr Suzanne Rowe says they can be parked on farm and measure the animals while at pasture, taking 45 minutes per cow. We will use it to help bull breeders to create breeding values that they can put alongside their normal breeding values to select animals that are also low methane. Progeny tests or breeding centres are the most likely first users of the technology. She says it's a big step in giving farmers tools to reduce agricultural emissions over time. We don't really have any way of of mitigating methane other than cutting stocking rates and, and nobody wants to do that. So this is really trying to provide tools that, you know, mean that we can give the consumer confidence that they don't have to stop eating meat and we don't have to stop grazing cattle. We can cut methane emissions in, in other ways. Dr Suzanne Rose says they currently have 11 chambers, they're building more, and researchers have ambitions to take the technology abroad. A Southland farm looking to get better returns from its wool has pivoted to selling their own duvets and pillows. After years of research and some setbacks, fifth-generation farmer Nicola Wiley has launched the company Laura and Flock. She says she wants to contribute to the farm, the farm business and leave her mark on the farm. The reason we went with bedding, actually, it, I did look into a lot of other options, but in the end we came back to sort of the core benefits of our wool clip. Our wool is actually quite high bulk, which makes it ideal for a bedding fill because it's got extra lightweight loft to it. And as well as that, it was something we could produce here in New Zealand. 
Nicola Wiley says the project only uses a small percentage of the wool from their 6,000 ewes, but she'd love to see that increase over time. Right, let's get the latest from the sale yards around the country with AgriHQ's Suze Bremner. Well, it feels like spring is about a month behind, but we are finally seeing some decent grass growth around the country, which I know all farmers will be breathing a sigh of relief. We just need to sort out this wind now. But since we last spoke, we have seen the first decent yardings of new season lambs coming in. So they appeared at Stortford Lodge, which is very typical that they would start off there. The first offering was last week, and the bulk of the sale was a consignment of annual draft South Down Romney mix sets. So most of those sold for $75 to $106, though the top line of more prime lambs, they reached $120. To put that into context, with last year's very strong market, these prices are actually about $60 behind 2022 levels. Now, that is likely to be a common occurrence this season, unfortunately. So this week's offering is $4 on last week's levels, while there were a few on-farm sales in Hawke's Bay that posted results for undrafted lambs from $54 up to $118. And dairy beef wieners have been appearing in the yards. That's right, it is dairy beef wiener fair season again, and Frankton yarded $1,200 yesterday. It's actually going to be really interesting to see what sort of numbers we see of these springborn wieners, as the amount of calves being reared has dropped off pretty dramatically in the last few years. But there are reports that some dairy farms have reared more calves this year. So I guess just time will tell on that. So quality and weight were chased at Frankton and most of the Frisian bulls sold for $440 to $670. That's Suze Bremner. And just lastly, reckon you've got the best deer raw in the country? Well, you could try win the official title at the Seeker Show in Waikato this weekend. Thousands are expected to turn out for the Mystery Creek Hunting Show. Organiser Mike Penn says one of the highlights is the annual raw competition. For those who aren't hunters, in April, the stags raw their mating period for the year and it's all testosterone and lots of noise. So when people are hunting, they raw and challenge another stag and the stag comes in and that's how they harvest that, that animal. So we hold a competition for red deer and seeker deer roaring and the competitor is basically put behind a screen so the judges don't know who it is that's doing the calling. And then they do their call through a microphone and then they're judged as to which one sounded the most legitimate. <laughs> Mr Penn says there's also been a lot of interest in the head competition this year, with hunters from all around the country entering their best trophy. And that's the Rural News for this week. Kia pai, te rā.